Welcome to Trailblazer Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Rob. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the lizard folk ancestry. This is part of our ancestry overview series where we go over all the possible player ancestries. We'll cover all the options presented in the Lost Omens character guide. To quote that book, lizard folk are consummate survivors, heirs to empires considered ancient even by the elves. Lizard folk move through the societies of other humanoids with a steely reserve of born predators. They have a well-deserved reputation as outstanding rangers and unsentimental fighters. <clears throat> Though lizard folk have adapted to many different environments, many of them still prefer to remain near bodies of water, using their ability to hold their breath to their advantage. As a result, lizard folk usually prefer equipment that is not easily damaged by moisture, eschewing leather and metal for gear made of stone, ivory, glass, and bone. Robert, we've picked lizard folk to be the first ancestor we go over. Why is that? Because it's awesome. It really right. it hits the ground running. It is so strong as an ancestry. I am very impressed by it. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I think it blends flavor with crunch so well. It's really a, a wonderfully designed ancestry. And so I thought we could present one of the best ancestries first. Absolutely. And given that people will listen to this podcast, usually based on what character they're about to play, uh, when we say it's the first one, that'll mean nothing to them. They're like, I don't know. I just picked the one that said lizard folk because I was placing a lizard folk tomorrow. That's my cat. He will cameo every once in a while. You're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> lizard folk are one of the few races that actually have like a name in their own tongue. They call themselves a Ruxi. We don't, we're not going to talk about this in, in every episode but i have to i have to mention whoever gets paid to come up with names for the ancestries has a great job i just love looking through the sample names uh who could come up with well what, what would ruxy's language have names for what would a lizard's mouth make a name what sounds would they make and we got things like hazi uh inish hish hish something like i probably added an extra ish in there uh tizkar Oshheg, barshk SHK, those were great uh, consonants put next to each other. Uh, really great quality stuff. I love it. Zelkek Kek and Kek. I see what you did there. Zelkek Kek is my favorite. <laughs> all right. Well, let me jump into their, their mechanics. Well, before we do that, first of all, let me just say Scalies rejoice. But to call back to that initial description, sometimes little details jump out at me and I really appreciate them. They have this little comment at the end talking about preferring armor that accounts for moisture, which I think is awesome. Because mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, I am the pinnacle of nerdery and have participated in a number of medieval combat games. And let me tell you how disgusting leather can get, even in ideal climes. I live in a desert, which is about as good as it gets for taking care of leather. And oh, man, I shudder to think how grody some leather boots would be, like once you factor in a pair of giant reptilian feet. Gross. Let's jump into their mechanics. They have eight hit points. They have a size of medium. Their speed is 25 feet. They come with three ability boosts in strength, wisdom, and a free boost. And their ability flaw is intelligence. They start play speaking common in Aruxi, and they can choose from Aquan, Boggard, Draconic, Elven, Jotung, and Sylvan. Is it a hard J on Jotun, or is it a soft J like Jotun? You know, I just don't know. Jotun sounds better, because I, sound, I, I, I know that from Jotunheim, from the <laughs> Thor movies. All, but at least we can both agree that it's Jif. Yes, it's not Yif. <laughs> 
<laughs> the other widespread option. What are their uh, unique traits that they get? Uh, the first one is aquatic adaptation. Uh, your reptilian biology allows you to hold your breath for a long time, uh, specifically 25 times longer than you normally would be able to, which is insane. That's because you get the breath control general feat for free. Correct. And they have claws. Your sharp claws offer an alternative to the fists other humanoids bring to a fight. You have a claw unarmed attack that deals 1d4 slashing damage as the agile and finesse traits. So right off the bat, before you've made any choices, you're essentially amphibious and you have natural weapons, your claws. Starting off strong. To put it into context, when it comes to the breath control feat, even with no con bonus... You can hold your breath for a total of 125 rounds. That's 12 and a half minutes. And Amazing. For Pathfinder 2nd Edition rules, whenever you're fighting underwater, like when you make an attack or cast a spell, you burn two rounds of breath. That's still six minutes if you're fighting the whole time, which is crazy. It's pretty cool and definitely makes sense. Well, let's go over their heritages. The first one is Cliff Scale Lizard Folk. Your toes are adapted for gripping and climbing. You gain the combat climber feet as a bonus feat. And as long as you aren't wearing footwear, you can use sticky pads on your feet to climb, leaving your hands free. Additionally, if you roll a success on an athletics check to climb, you get a critical success instead. I like how we have to canonically say, yes, I'm wearing armor, but not shoes. <laughs> and the GM's like, almost caught you there. Well, we did just talk about multi boots, so I'm in favor of this decision. <laughs> I also like to think of, like, geckos when I hear this. So you're also legally obligated to offer 15% off of... Uh... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Guys, I just want to let everyone know the only quality jokes are making it here on Trailblazer Academy. And, and to illustrate that, I was about to make a Crocs joke. So oh, no. just thank Robert for cutting me off and making his better joke first. All right, next, one of my favorites is the frilled lizard folk. You can flare your neck frill and flex your dorsal spines, demoralizing your foes. When you do, demoralize loses the auditory trait and gains the visual trait. You don't take a penalty when you attempt to demoralize a creature that doesn't understand your language. You also gain the threatening approach action. So that's its own unique action presented here. Yeah, and what that is, is that's two actions, and it allows you to stride to be adjacent to a foe and demoralize that foe. If you succeed, the foe is frightened two instead of frightened one. So you can go Jurassic Park all over them. Amazing. If only you got to spit something into their eyes. Yeah, screaming with your frills is a universal language. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You don't need the auditory trait to be afraid of that. <laughs> Next is Sand Strider Lizard Folk. Your thick scales help you retain water and combat the sun's glare. You gain fire resistance equal to half your level. Environmental heat effects are one step less extreme for you, and you can go ten times as long as normal before you are affected by starvation or thirst. However, unless you wear protective gear or take shelter, environmental cold effects are one step more extreme for you. Now, this isn't something that's uh, exclusive to lizard folk. This is sort of a generic one that's put into a couple different uh, ancestries. I really like it. Oh, certainly fits, yeah. Next, we have unseen lizard folk. You can change your skin color to blend in with your surroundings, making minor shifts with a single action and dramatic changes over the course of an hour. When you're in an area where your coloration is roughly similar to the environment, for instance, forest green in a forest, you can use the minor single action application of this ability to make localized changes that help you blend into your surroundings, gaining a plus two circumstance bonus to stealth checks until your surroundings change in coloration or pattern. Cool, this is a chameleon. Yeah. Do you have to be naked for it to work, though? Because, like, what if you're wearing full plate? Does it still count? Robert? I'm just asking the hard so questions. <laughs> <laughs> 
listen, what happened was, you know, this was sourced out to some freelancer and they're like, how can I sneak scaly stuff in here? Okay. All right. I'll secretly, I won't say you have to be naked, but it only makes sense if you're naked. <laughs> Paisa didn't even catch it. Oh, and they don't have to wear shoes. Holy crap. That's a big thing. It's a foot fetish. It's a big thing in the furry community. What is happening? We've discovered this Paizo. You've overlooked it, but it did not pass our eyes because I'm a furry ex. Wetlander lizard folk is next. Your family is descended from the most common lizard folk heritage, and you are accustomed to aquatic environments. You gain a 15-foot swim speed. Simple and cool. I'm still stuck on the unseen lizard folk. Like, if I have a loincloth made of other unseen lizard folk skin, does it change with me? (laughs) You can only wear armor made from your brothers. I'm just I'm just trying to think of my character's modesty, okay? <laughs> Not that you'll be able to see it anyway, because, you know, I'm camouflaged. So what I like about these, these are all, everything here screams lizard folk. They may not all be, like, the most interesting thing in the world, but everything is differently. Oh, that's something I would think lizard. And you think sand strider, you think of the lizards that are running through the sand. You think wetlander, you think of lizards that live in the wetlands. Cliffside, ones that can climb. And then we even have things like the chameleon represented. All very lizardy. Even Jurassic Park frilled ones. It's just perfect. <laughs> I still want something where you can run on water, though. Maybe work on that or at a feet later on. Well, it's even swim speed just beyond the surface. That's all. All right. Technically. Let's jump into the meat of every ancestry, their feet. Their first level one feat is lizard folk lore. You listened carefully to tales passed down among your community. You gain the trained proficiency rank in nature and survival. You also become trained in Aruxi lore. This is a sort of generic one that's given to every ancestry. The next level one feat is Marsh Runner. You are adept at moving through marshy terrain. When you use the step action, you can ignore difficult terrain caused by flooding, swamps, or quicksand. In addition, when you use the acrobatic skill to balance on narrow surfaces or uneven marshy ground, you aren't flat-footed, and if you roll a success on the acrobatics check, you get a critical success instead. Let me just say real quickly, I love feats and things that say when you roll a success, you get a critical success instead, or if you roll a critical failure, you get a failure instead. Those are always really cool. Yeah, I really like this feat. Uh, should note that it does have the prerequisite of having a swim speed, so you're probably not going to be able to take that unless you are a marsh lizard folk. Great catch. All right, next we have Parthenogenic Hatchling. This is probably my favorite off of this list. You were hatched from an unfertilized egg during hard times for your people, and you are a biological copy of your mother. You gain a plus one circumstance bonus to saving throws against diseases. Each of your successful saving throws against a disease reduces its stage by two, or by one for a virulent disease. And each critical success against an ongoing disease reduces its stage by three, or by two for a virulent disease. You take damage only every two hours from thirst and every two days from starvation, rather than every hour and every day. And you can only take this at level one. Parthenogenesis, for me, personally, is super fascinating. And there aren't a lot of vertebrates that can do this naturally, let alone as a response to environmental challenges. I think that this feat is just beyond cool, and I tip my hat to, or I tip my nerd hat to the person who included this. I think it's absolutely amazing. Someone had a little bit of scientific knowledge that I didn't have. I never even heard of this. Yeah. It's cool because they picked something that only, like, lizards could do. Yeah, there's fish, some amphibians, lizards, and, like, a chicken and turkey can do this. As, as far as animals that actually have a spine and aren't cellular organisms. Basically, mm-hmm. rather than having one half of chromosomes, they just duplicate it on the opposite side. You get what's called diploid chromosomes. So you are actually just oh, a clone. diploid chromosome. I think I fought that Mega Man boss. <laughs> Mega Man X3. Well, that does sound like a Mega Man boss. <laughs> But yeah, I 
I don't know. I'm a science nerd. I think it's awesome. It's always interesting, like, when they have elves and they think, what can elves do that humans can't? Well, they live longer, and then they base something on that. I like how, what what do lizards do that's just completely different from other mammals and they find something and it's awesome i think it's great another level one feat is razor claws you have honed your claws to be deadly your claw attack deals 1d6 slashing damage instead of 1d4 and gains the versatile piercing trait i actually built a natural attack focused lizard folk at one point and uh there was more than enough here to help you cover that and it was useful definitely for at least my monk build yeah i'm a big fan of weapon versatility in this game it's a very good trait Mm mm-hmm Up next on the docket, we have Reptile Speaker. You hear the sounds of reptiles as language. You can ask questions of, receive answers from, and use the diplomacy skill with animals that are reptiles. Uh, Up to GM determination. How flavorful. Wonderful. I really like the idea of that. When I picture a lizard folk, and of course everyone plays their own differently, but I picture like really a sort of animalistic kind of guy. And I love the idea of like you're with an elf and a halfling or whatever. You just sit down and you start just making noises to the lizard and then you turn back to your allies and say, oh, it's over there or whatever. I love that. It's great. How one-sided are those conversations going to be, though? Like, when you talk about the lizard brain, isn't it just fight, flight, or reproduce? (laughs) Where did the monsters go? (laughs) Is there a female? I'm I'm sorry, what? just runs away why all the shorties at but i always picture them just like they look like they look up at the giant lizard folk as their big brothers just like with wide eye adoration well i think they even talk about it in their physical descriptions in that reptiles don't really stop growing as they continue to age so maybe that, there's some truth to that maybe one day one day i'll be big and tall like this guy <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course you will, little gecko. <laughs> Meanwhile, the elf is just eyeing you weirdly because you're just making <laughs> noises. You just start ribbiting when you're talking to a frog. Amazing! Yes. Elves have no room to talk. He's probably over there talking to the ficus in the corner. <laughs> he's like carries it around with him, just like he got kicked out of his office. Sharp fangs is our next level one feat. Your teeth are formidable weapons. You gain a fangs unarmed attack that deals 1d8 piercing damage. So that's a little more damage than your claws at the cost of no versatility. And the final level one feat is Tail Whip. By birth or through training, your tail is strong enough to make for a powerful melee weapon. You gain a tail unarmed attack that deals 1d6 bludgeoning damage and has the sweep trait. So we really have flushed out all the natural attacks you could want in your lizard folk. You could get them all, or if you just wanted to focus on the tail or the claw, the bite, whatever you pictured your lizard folk being. I'm glad all the options are there. And I like how they're each different, so that if you are just looking at a mechanics reason, you could see, all right, do I want the versatile? Do I want the piercing? Do I want the bludgeoning? Do I want the sweep? Do I want the... Just all these different options, so that they're each different. Yeah, I really like the the razor claws. Just upping the damage of something you already have, plus giving it a little bit extra, was a nice touch. Our first level five feet is Envenom Fangs, and Sharp Fangs is its prerequisite. It costs one action. You envenom your fangs if the next fang strike you make before the end of your next turn hits and deals damage. The strike deals an additional 1d6 poison damage. On a critical failure, the poison is wasted as normal. Our next level 5 feat is Gecko's Grip. This requires you to be a cliff-scale lizard folk. Uh, you stick to walls with a preternatural grip. You gain a climb speed of 15 feet. Super awesome. Yep, you're just improving upon the fantasy of your, your heritage that you've picked. You really want to be good at climbing, and now here's the culmination of it. 
Next is a Ruxy Unarmed Cunning, still level 5 feet. Oh, you thought we were done giving you your natural attacks and making them cool? You're wrong, bucko. You make the most of your Ruxy Unarmed attacks. Whenever you score a critical hit with a claw or unarmed attack you gain from a lizard folk ancestry feat, you apply the unarmed attack's critical specialization effect. Great, this is the one we're waiting for to really make the most out of your critical, your your physical attacks. And what's really good about this is it I think maybe you get this like through monk progression or something like that. But it means, oh, I don't have to just be a monk if one is my natural attacks. I can still be a fighter or whatever else. Yeah, this is a fairly common thing with a lot of the ancestries in second edition is whichever ancestral kind of weapon group that's associated with them is, you're just going to naturally unlock the critical specialization effects for them if that's the route you want to go. Mm-hmm. Here is my favorite one, level five feet. It's shed tail. And it's a reaction. The trigger to the reaction is you become grabbed. You can shed your tail to escape. Amazing. You cease being grabbed, then stride without triggering any reactions from the creature that grabbed you. It takes one week for your tail to fully grow back. Until it does, you can't use your tail unarmed attack. And you take a minus two circumstance penalty on checks to balance. This is freaking amazing. I love this feat. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh, did you get me? I'm out of here. <laughs> this is so great. Oh, this is the most lizard-like thing of, the, of every feat so far. I like that it's it's <laughs> really so powerful, good. and it has this long uh, quote-unquote cooldown on it because you gotta wait for your tail to grow back. But being able to break a grapple and stride at the same time—oh man, that's so good and so thematic. But I have a question. Can I pick up uh-huh. my own tail and use it as a weapon afterward? Like, what's the shelf life on the tail? I grew it. I should be able to repurpose it as I see fit. <laughs> well, you listen, there's a whole there's a whole archetype for attacking with improvised weapons. So I think it's clear that's <laughs> not, now your new club. Better retain that D6 damage. I took a feat for it. I think this is so cool. And imagine the monster just be like, I got you now, pop. Oh, oh gosh. Oh gosh, drops it immediately. Yeah, I could think of nothing more lizard-like than Shed Tail. Yeah, yeah, it's great. All right, following up that feat, our next level five feet is Swift Swimmer. Uh, this requires you to be a wetlander lizard folk, and you swim faster than most Erexi. Your swim speed increases to 25 feet. It's pretty good because 25 feet is about the normal movement speed for most terrestrial mm-hmm. creatures in second edition. So being able to move just as fast in water, incredibly useful. And again, I love these feats that just build on your heritage. Our next feat is a level nine ancestry feat, and it's terrain advantage. You can take advantage of the terrain to bypass foes' defenses. Non-lizard folk creatures in difficult terrain are flat-footed to you. And if you have a swim speed, non-lizard folk creatures that are in water and lack a swim speed are also flat-footed to you. Really interesting. There's a lot of playback with difficult terrain, but I don't really remember ever seeing ones that are like this, like, now all difficult terrain is sort of connected to you, and if they're on that same territory of difficult terrain as you, you're getting a bonus. That's really cool interaction with a game mechanic. It also takes away the sting of having to play around rough terrain. Difficult terrain is quite a pain in the neck to deal with from a maneuverability standpoint, but at least getting something out of it to give you mm-hmm. a, a fairly significant combat advantage is really nice. So this kind of combines well with Marsh Runner, since that allows you to ignore difficult terrain in certain ways. That you're, you're actually kind of like beelining it for difficult terrain now. And your opponent's like, you're like, come into it. Now you're slower and you're flat-footed. Really cool. Yep. All of this is useful to basically every class, but especially for rogues. I imagine trying to fight a lizard folk rogue on his home turf. Probably going to end real bad for you. Yeah. 
And our last feat is the level 13 feat, and it is Aruxi Unarmed Expertise. The prerequisite to this is Aruxi Unarmed Cunning. Your unarmed attacks blend tradition and training. Whenever you gain a class feature that grants you expert or greater proficiency in certain weapons, you also gain that proficiency in the claw and unarmed attacks you gain from the Lizardfolk Ancestry feats. This is the thing that really enables you to be almost any class and really utilize your natural attacks, especially like a fighter or something like that. It's going to make it work really well for you. And that is the lizard folk. Pretty darn cool, Robert. The way they combine the flavor with the mechanics is so perfectly done. Is there any option here that doesn't scream lizard? No, I love everything. Everything on this list is very emblematic of a reptile, mm-hmm. and I love all of it. My favorite has to be the shed tail. It's so <laughs> great. Here, just hold this. Runs away. <laughs> As with everything we cover, more options are and will become available in other books. We were just sort of covering the book they were introduced in. And I can't wait to see more feats for these guys. I hope they're all just as flavorful. Because sometimes you have to choose between really good flavor and really good mechanics. And the fact that they blend them so well really delights me. What a great ancestry. Can I tell you another thing I really enjoy about this ancestry is that while there's a lot of options for natural attacks, and there's always also an option for if you don't want to focus on natural attacks, which I'm guessing most people won't. It's a very specific build to focus on your natural attacks, but there's always other options, I guess, except for the level 13. That is very unarmed attack focused, but you can still pick all the other feats at level 13. Sometimes you get pigeonholed into stuff, not here. Yeah, I can see myself taking any any of these feats. Like All of them are, like they all have a use. All of them are actually useful, but I think the, the one that stands out for me is terrain advantage. Being able to just treat foes that are in rough terrain as flat-footed, like regardless of your positioning, sure. incredibly good. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Well, that is the Aruxi. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Trailblazer Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com. This is Johan Mertens. Thanks for listening.